Hey, what it do with the business is? It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, holla at your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on Instagram and Twitter. Absolutely, man. I am Spike Lou on the same social sites. Holla at your boy. How you feeling out there? Man, I'm feeling good, feeling great. I might get a TikTok for real after this video you put in the group chat today. That was TikTok a classic. Some funny shit on there, man. Hey. That, that, we, are you playing those type of games? Absolutely crib? not. I, I I value my peace too much. Like, even if you can get away with it, I still value my peace too much. Man, if y'all haven't seen the video, I retweeted <laughs> it on my Twitter, Animal underscore Brown, or the dude playing a prank on his wife. The black dude playing a prank on his black wife telling her how shit was going to be in the house. But then at the end, he was like, yeah, that's what Brian was saying to his girl. Ain't that crazy? And she was going to cuddle. Ain't no more of that bonnet shit. Ain't no more, nigga, when you greet me, you greet me, present you present yourself. <laughs> she was like, nigga, what? I couldn't tell if that shit was fake or not. I, I thought that, that had real. to be like acting. Because I thought when no nigga like retarded enough to try that shit. That like, shit was no nigga trying that. Please scroll through my timeline. I might retweet it again because it's that fucking funny. Shout out to TikTok. I might have <laughs> to hop on that for real. You want to be with on you, TikTok though? beforehand anyway, though. <laughs> you definitely want to be on TikTok before that. One hundred percent. It's getting fall. It's here, man. It's hoodie season. You done broke out your do your uh, fall clothes yet? Like Sweater still, weather, like, goddamn it! Let's get it, back, man. It's supposed to be like forty-two this weekend. Stop! No, it's not. I promise you. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's supposed to be like forty-two this weekend. I don't know. It's rough out here, man. I'll be in the house, man. Don't even worry about it. Um, listen. No movies. No new shit. Nah, man. It's quiet. Mm. I, I watched Passenger Fifty Seven for the first time. For the first time. Yeah. That ain't a bad movie though. No, Wesley Snipes cool. was in his bag. He was in his bag during that little time. Was it uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, Passenger 57? He was in his little bag right Money there. train. Money train, all of that. Tough. Absolutely. Uh, what we got this week, man? Hey, we got an action-packed episode, man. So a lot of shit went down this week. Um, Rolling Stone lists the greatest hip-hop album of all time. Jeezy's got a brand new gig. And fresh off of the Tory Lane surprise album, we go over some notable marketing uh, approaches to uh, some of our favorite retail releases in the past years. It's going to be very dope. But first, speaking of Tory Lanez, man, he broke his silence late Thursday night with an announcement that he would be telling his side of the story involving he and Megan Thee Stallion. His story turned out to be an album that served as a response to the allegations against him. Uh, the album Daystar was received with positive reviews on social media and hit number one on Apple music charts. Now we're going to get to some of the meat of what he was saying and his rollout and all of that good stuff a little bit later on. But I want to know, are you surprised at the response that the album has gotten? You know what, when you say surprised, as far as people saying that it's good, no, Tori's a good artist, Tori, he's going to put out good music. He's shown that all through the quarantine, um, I'm surprised that people, the people that were mad at him were mad that he put out music explaining the situation. One thing that I always say here when we talk is that artists should resort to the platform that they're most comfortable with when they get in a situation and need to explain themselves. You're not good doing interviews and why would I go do an interview about something instead of going to the booth? And I think that he made a decision that benefited him in doing this. I just don't think that he was, uh, 
he didn't read the room is a popular saying nowadays like he could have sit on this a little bit longer like Tory Lanez wasn't getting no no less popular by not saying anything than he would have as he has came out like people are like oh you piece of shit you're taking advantage of this situation so he's taking even more of a popularity hit even with the number one album you're sacrificing a little bit of who you are your integrity i mean if that matters to him i'm not sure if it does uh because when at the end of the day people had a bad taste in their mouth just because of the time and not necessarily that he chose to address it, but you're putting it out. You should have let it breathe a little bit. Like people wasn't really ready to hear from you, hear your side of the story. So I would say he did, I mean, he did a self-serving thing in putting it out and, and getting people to talk about it. And he went number one. So. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm not surprised at the response either. Um, I am surprised at how he decided to address the allegations, though. That I was surprised at. Uh, we'll probably talk about that in a few. Uh, we've seen time and time again good music trumps controversy. It's been like that since the beginning of time. And uh, by all accounts that I've seen online, it sounds good sonically. Um, so, like, your message is much more palatable with a fire-ass beat laid up underneath it <laughs> and a catchy hook. Like, let's be honest. Um, it's kind of like the same way if you do an online apology and you you sound remorseful, you slick, got the watery eyes, like you're selling it. That's what he did with this. He sold the message. You know what I'm saying? I listened to a little bit. I listened to maybe like five or six songs on that and I got out of there. Um, he's telling his side of the story. I think people right. were upset because the way he set it up was he, he made people think that it was about to be some type of interview or some type of live or something like that. And it wasn't that. It was a product to sell. It's here so stream it, my new album. Yeah, it, it, it made it seem as uh, like a money grab, which hurts his credibility in what he's saying, in my opinion. Um, but the, the, the response has been very interesting. It's, it's more split than it was two weeks ago. In my, you know what I mean? Like people are now Team Tory. Hashtag Team Tory is a thing. Did you, you listen to um, what he said happened, his series of events? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't go into no really details, but he questions. Uh, he, he's basically saying that he didn't shoot her over a span of one song, or is it a couple of songs? No, nah, like, it's, it's the across the whole. From what I heard, about six, seven albums, it's it's touched on in almost all of the songs. He's saying mm -hmm. that he was really into her, and that they were really kind of he was slick, like falling for her, and it was like a little relationship going on for real, for real. So he mm -hmm. feels some type of way that she's doing this. He's slick, hurt behind it. Blah blah blah. Like if you was in a real relationship and somebody shot your bitch, though, like you would slick be hot about that. Whoever shot Facts, your like, bitch, but this, this, this right here, it, it goes to the type of person the Tory like, like he's always struck me as this type of person. Like he's trying to play the victim here. Like Meg got a whole bullet wound in her foot or a fragment or whatever it is, and this nigga like, well, yeah, but like I'm hurt because you came out and told people this. Like nigga, what are you talking about? It, 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 it strikes me as very tone deaf, and I, I haven't listened to it. I ain't, just like I'm not a Victoria Lane's fan anyway. I feel like that he's ventured so far out of his lane with the, I'm now dropping the tape to explain what happened with me and Meg. Like stay in the chicks tape bag, dude. Like just stay <laughs> right there in the chicks tape bag, and you were going to eat. Like when nobody in that lane, you remixing the R&B songs, like just stay right there and eat. But it's something with niggas like Tory Lanez, I don't know if it's hype or what, but they get 
like they just start feeling themselves in the wrong ways. And now you're in this situation with nobody. Well, like you said, it's more split than it was a couple yep. of weeks ago, but it's more divisive too. Like yep. it wasn't like people were really like, oh, I don't really give a fuck one way or the other. Now it's like, oh, fuck him. Like, or I yep. fuck with him. So now it's, it's way more divisive than it was. Here's the thing though. And fuck, we get into it. And we said this, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about how he should address it or if he should address it. I said he needs to come out and make a statement or say something because there's two, not this, these are facts. There's two sides to every story. That's in every situation, not just this one. That's just how life is. There's always people's sides to it. And T.I. has said that he talked to Tory. And Tory was feeling some type of way that people kind of done jumped off of his bandwagon. And T.I. was like, bro, now you need to say something. And he was like, I can't. And he was like, okay, you can't. That's fine. But just know that if you have no, if you have nothing to debate or, you know, counteract these facts that are being laid out, my nigga, then people are going to look at you like, uh, what are you doing, my nigga? You're going to look guilty, my nigga. Like, period. You just are. So if you can't say nothing, but you can... That's what's weird. On the on the album, he says, he contradicts himself. He says, I didn't shoot you. Or no, he says, you didn't get shot. You know what I'm saying? I didn't shoot you. But then on another song, he says, how do you know who shot you if you had your back turned? So I was like, did she get shot or did she not get shot, my nigga? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I get you trying to rhyme and fit it in bars and shit, but like, you're contradicting yourself, my nigga. First of all, I'm not listening to nothing T.I. say if I'm Tory Lanez to do with this. Like, I don't want, like, y'all know T.I. my mans. If you listen to this podcast, you know I fuck with Tip Heavy. But I'm not taking advice from T.I. Like, you got to say something, bro. Like, thank you, but no. No thanks. I <laughs> appreciate true, you, I, I said that myself. I said, man, he has to say something, bro. I don't feel like that's true in the sense of if this is what you're going to say. Like, this don't make you look any better. Like no, this ain't the, the fact still remains that Meg got shot and you had something to do with it. Like Tory Lanez has made enough money during the quarantine. Well, I can chill. Like y'all may want me to say something until I feel like people are going to give me the proper like resolution for this. And they're going to like, think about this fairly. I ain't got to say shit. I'm going to go vacation on an Island with bitches and do the Tory quarantine Instagram live shit. Like, I ain't got to address nothing until it's time for me to sell another album. I guess since he's now trying to sell another album that he had to address a little bit quicker than I would have. But man, I, you could have sit on this for a year. That's People would have been what, waiting to hear what he had to say if he came back a year from now. That's what makes it, that's what muddies his message, though. Because I've exactly. seen a lot of people online like, what if he's telling the truth? What if it, that's fair. What the problem is, it's the way you came about it. You made it sound like it was going to be on some interview shit and you're really just trying to get people to sell your record. I mean, you're trying to get people to stream your record, which I understand. It's been quiet. That quarantine radio MTV deal, I'm sure is in the can. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure that's done. Oh. I'm sure your phone has been quiet for endorsements and features. You're not doing no shows because we're in the quarantine. So I understand the need to get some revenue coming in. <laughs> I Tory understand Lane's that. Needing, man. You can't but, but make if, me believe Tory Lanez needed no money, though. No, nah, it's, it's rap niggas living check to check, my nigga. Like, not Tory rap Lanez. Niggas ain't no different from regular people. That's a fact, but not Tory Lanez. You can't make me believe that Tory Lanez is one of these niggas living check to check with all that money that he should have been making out here. Like, Tory Lanez is a... 
What did you consider him a B lister, a C lister? He, he was a C list, man. He was probably in a three sixty yeah. deal, bro. Like we not gonna act like he had a master P deal. Like let's be clear. No, nah, I'm not saying that. But <laughs> he's he, not eighty twenty out here. Most bro. of his stuff that that chicks tape shit was independent though. But you talking about a master P deal? Like he didn't was sign it? a major. Yeah, that shit was that shit was like mixtape shit. He well actually he probably didn't make no money off it because all that remake shit Samples. he had to pay out exactly. of pocket so much for. So I mean. Yeah. If he paying that much money for that chick's tape, the man had a bag. I feel like you got enough time. You, I guess what the my my whole position is, you have enough time to let the shit blow over. And you think that he had to talk right now. It's been it's been weeks now. He's not a, he's not a lot of shit go. Megan don't went on live. Let her eat, let her live, man. Let her go on live and let her like do her hot girl summer part two and twerk. Like he got the he. The thing with the, the, this rubbing people the wrong way is not that he's explaining himself, is that he's like mansplaining himself. Like you're trying to over talk her. Like you're trying to, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, but it happened this way though. Like, yeah, all that's cool, but this had happened. Like my nigga, yeah, cool, we don't care though. Like if you, other than, other than him coming out and being like, I was wrong, she was right, and, and that's it, and, and apologizing for it, like you ain't gonna make, you ain't gonna, you're not gonna, win no battles uh people listen he won some people over that the people that were already probably on the fence he dug a deeper hole for the people who were already team megan so i i, I just want i just need e true hollywood story i need i need i need e to go ahead and put this together and get together with the four people who really know what happened who were in the car and <laughs> Like, let's just do a reenactment and get to the bottom of this shit. Because I, here's what loses me before, and then we'll move on. If he's able, because he's saying some stuff on here, like, I didn't do it, and da 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 Bro, why wouldn't you have said this weeks ago, bro? Like, if, if I am getting railroaded for some shit I did not do, nigga, I'm at least putting out a tweet, nigga, that says I didn't do it. I'm, I'm talking about minimum, nigga. <laughs> like, it wasn't is me. I'll explain later. Is anybody going to believe that, though? Who cares? You still have to say something. You have to stand up for yourself if that's truly your motive to clear your name. If your motive is to sell records, then you do this shit right here. That's what makes it look funny in the light. That's the only problem with it, in yeah, my opinion. He's trying to use this to sell records. That's what it sounds like. That, and that's not a good look at making it look like you ain't got no integrity so that you would do some goofy shit like shoot your gal. Like, that's what it makes it look. That's the, <laughs> that's the perception, dude. And that, I think that that is spot on right there. Like none of this, the release of it, the response to it, shooting your chick, none of this is far of a characterization of, of what I would see Tory Lanez as. Like I ain't not one time be like, ah oh, man, I can't see Tory Lanez doing. I ain't never said that. I, I I do wish people would be more receptive to the full story though. I'm never been, and people have been listening to this for three hundred and sixty some episodes. I'm never been the jump out of the window off the first story off the first side person. I don't care whose side it came from first. I don't give a fuck if it came from Tory first, her for anybody. I'm not, we need the full picture or at least as much of the picture as possible and getting it from one side is a start, but it can't end there. Again, no matter whose side it is, that's explaining it. You need the full picture, bro. I think it's different when it's domestic, domestic violence though. Yeah, but we've seen too many times where that initial story is fake. I just watched Brian Banks the other day. Nigga, if nigga, niggas ran with that first story, and he got six years for nothing. That's so, true. I mean, it, it, it's just like, 
but that you just can't, you have to get the, we've been living life too. If you're an adult, you understand that there's more than one side of the story. You have to understand that unless you've literally been living in the basement your entire life. If you know how life work, if you jumped off the porch, you know, there's more than one side to every story. It just, it, it's just, it's just the facts, dude. What's next? That's fair. That's fair. Speaking of facts, Rolling Stone presented this list as fact of the 100 well, top hip hop albums. What they did was they list Lauryn Hill's Miseducation of Lauryn Hill as the best hip hop album ever. Did they get it right? Uh, no, but shout out to Lauryn Hill. They, what they did was they have the famous top 500 albums of all time list that they did several years ago and then they revamped it a couple of years ago and now they're revamping it again. And the highest hip hop album on the list was Lauryn Hill. It came in at number 10. Uh, the closest one next to that I think was My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy at 17. Hmm. I'm not the biggest Lauryn Hill fan. I am the biggest Kanye fan. So if you ask me, swap those two out even though the impact of the Lauryn Hill album was obviously monumental. Um, and it is, it was a fire album and is heralded as a classic by everybody. So I get it, but give me that more, my beautiful dog twisted fantasy. If I'm going by what's on this list. Um, I think that was a good pick. I think that when you mentioned the impact of the album with the sing songy rappy type thing and having an album that ventures into rap gives you dope ass bars and also gives you singing that ain't just like, the, the the melodic ABC, uh, it's deeper than, you know, what you would normally hear from a rap album. And I think that transition to what we have now with Drake and, and Uzi and m most of the major hip hop acts have that melodic feature to them. And with that being said, if you're going to reference an album that started that, an album that was most successful at that, this is probably the album that you will go to. And again, if it th this is the correct pick for this publication, Rolling Stone. If it were the source picking the number one album, if mm. it were us picking the number one album, if it were another hip hop medium that came out and said, hey, here's our list and the miseducation of Laura Hill was number one, I would then have a problem with it. Being yeah. Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone probably has people that don't, aren't as deep into the culture as us or haven't been as affected much by the culture as we have. So I could take them looking at the scape of hip hop now and saying, hey, where did all of this start? Because it's the note, it's the uh, the biggest genre in the world now. What got it to this point? And you referencing back to a place of the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. So I could definitely see where this pick would come in as the highest rated hip hop album if you're doing a forever albums list. Good pick. I get it. I get it. Uh, half rapping, half singing. It was a game changer in 98. Trust me, I get it. Matter of fact, she's been eating off that album ever since. That's her only album. And she's still relevant, she and the, people uh, still flock to her shows. Joint. She got the unplugged joint. The unplugged joint. Yeah, that don't really count, though. I don't really count. The Fuji's album, that don't count. Like, her only for real deal solo joint, that shit is crazy. So to eat off of that for this many years is an accomplishment in itself. Um, other nota notable um, entries uh, to Pimple Butterfly was number 19. Oh, for yeah. some strange reason. Rightfully so. Uh, Chronic was 37. And again, this isn't hip hop. This is all genres of music, by the way. Top 500. Uh, Aquemini was number 49. Aquemini top 50 is big. 
That's big. That's big. Shout out to all the albums ever. Were there any off-genre albums that you enjoyed that were high up? Like, what was your favorite, like, not hip-hop album on the list? Uh, Number one. What was it? Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Oh, man. Yeah, That's a exactly. dope-ass album right there. You go back I know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Thriller was on, was top 10. Stevie Wonder was top 10. Prince was top 10. Um, Say, so, I mean, there's some shit on here. I don't get a twist or nothing. Blueprint was number 50. Hmm. Like that's that's respectable. Shout out to that Equiminato uh Patreon. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers. Uh we just dropped that this week. Uh the Equimini review. Uh, it was the anniversary of that album. So y'all check that out. But uh yeah, it was a solid list by Rolling Stone. Most definitely have fun doing that Equimini review too. I think you guys will like that. Yeah, and I ain't mad at the Rolling Stone pick. Like I said, if it was someone else picking that like XXL, I would then question it. But now with Rolling Stone doing it, yeah, one hundred percent. That makes sense, man. Moving on, let's talk your boy Lil Yachty. Uh, he took to Twitter uh, to make a bold proclamation. He said, quote, Travis Scott is the lone winner of 2020. He followed up by saying, and this doesn't have anything necessarily to do with music. Uh, so my question is simple. Is Lil Boat right? Is Travis Scott had the best 2020? And if not, then who has? Travis Scott has had a fantastic 2020. He's probably had the best 2020. I don't think that he's the lone winner in 2020, <laughs> though. I think that uh, Lil Yachty's label made Lil Baby has made a splash during this quarantine. Uh, the city, well, excuse me, Lil Baby, yeah, I would say that, that he's had a really good quarantine. But Travis Scott, to Lil Yachty's point with the McDonald's and the merch, and the, he got the PS5 before all you niggas that were waiting on the PS5. Like, Travis Scott is that nigga right now. Please don't get it <laughs> twisted. Like, I, I don't want to knock what Lil Yachty's saying, but he's not the sole winner. I think that there are other people that have stuff to say, but uh, uh, Travis Scott has definitely got his stake in the motherfucking mud. Yeah. Uh, his 2020 has been low key nuts. nuts. Uh, the McDonald's endorsement is crazy. Again, that's, he's the second celebrity ever to have a meal. Uh, his Fortnite concert, uh, when the shit all popped off, was crazy. He had the lead single in the Tenant movie soundtrack. Uh, he just shot a video for his new single at Jordan's house, which is nuts. That is Jordan fucking nuts. Fuck rap niggas, man. That's what Jordan don't even fuck with rappers. It, what's the bigger flex though? Drake video at the Nike headquarters or Travis Scott video at Jordan, Jordan House? At Jordan really? House? Yeah. Fam, they didn't even shoot. You know that they didn't even shoot that last dance at Jordan House. <laughs> they rented a spot. They uh, no, they didn't. They read it. They, I read it. Uh, well, you thought I was listening to Bomani podcast, but they had to rent a spot because something was going on at Jordan Creel. But that where he's sitting right there where he was reading the iPad, that ain't even yeah. his spot. Oh shit. So that this is he, he wouldn't let ESPN in. <laughs> hey, man, come on, man. How did Travis Scott get so popular? What what did it for him, do you think? Was it Astroworld? Was it the Jenners? What was it? Nah, it, it was a culmination of things. That that his his Netflix documentary explains a lot though. He's got a he's got a he's mainstream, but he's got a very dedicated fan base of people that relate to him. He does a lot of things for his fans, brings them on stage. He talks to them. He acts like a regular person with his fans. Kind of similar to like Uzi. You ever mm -hmm. seen Uzi when he pulls up to the gas station and hops in niggas music videos and shit? Like just doing little shit like that, keeping yourself grounded. Like niggas like, but doing you at the same time, having a billionaire girlfriend doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt uh, having a Nike Jordan deal doesn't hurt. 
<laughs> he's but, arguably the best rapper of the next generation, right? Like he's the lead artist or act. He's the biggest under 30. That's it. He has to be from a lyrical standpoint, the least lyrical biggest artist ever. Would you say that? <sighs> Maybe Nelly. That's close. Are you counting future? Mm. Something like future that. Future used to rip it though. Relax. Relax. Future didn't used to rip it. Astro World? Come on. Relax. What is Astro? I mean, excuse me, not Astro World. Damn, what am I thinking about? Him with uh he when he on the planet. What's the one where he on the planet? But he was ripping it. You know the one. Oh, uh, the mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that mixtape was hard. He was he was cool. He was okay. He was doing a little something. He, he was, was okay. And the one with uh Tony Montana on there. Future used to rip it. I don't but, know. Like he he recently found out that you didn't have to rap to make a lot of money. Travis Scott the same way though, because Travis Scott used to rap like that. Oh, okay. I ain't know. Travis that. Scott has a very similar path like future because he used to be saying something too until he figured out it's more about the vibe <laughs> than the actual bars. And he switched and it future up. Future dumbed it all the way down. Nigga, you That's can't dumb it down no more than future did. That's a fact. But yeah, now he, he's not the lone winner, but he, hey boy, he that MVP race, he running away with it. He keep this shit up. He got one more collab this year and it's a wrap. He got it sold up. Uh, now he, I think he got it already. <laughs> Moving on, your man, Jay Jenkins. Who? Hey. Snowman Jeezy, AKA Young, is coming out with a brand new talk show on Fox Soul. Mm. This talk show is going to be a reinventing of the snowman. As you know, he's growing up. He's going by Jay Jeezy Jenkins on this show. My question to you, is this going to be a good look for snowman? Um, listen, if you would have told me Jeezy had a new business venture and you would have asked me to guess what it was, it took me three hours to get the talk show host. We would have been here all night. Um, it, it's called Worth a Conversation with Jay Jeezy Jenkins, which is so nasty. Yeah, that's nasty. Uh, Let me read the description. Jeezy will welcome guests to discuss topics important to the black community at the intersection of social climate, politics, Mm. entertainment, sports, and more. Shout out to Mm. Jeezy. Congrats on the new show, his engagement and all that, but I'm not here for a Jeezy talk show. Um, I I hope I'm wrong, but this smells like mid a mile away. I'm not signing up for Jeezy to talk politics and social climate. You would have to point me to the interview where Jeezy has talked about politics or social climate in a way in which it deserved a talk show. Like I, I've never seen it, bro. I just have, and I've watched several Jeezy interviews. His manager is a savage for getting him this job. He might be the MVP of 2020, whoever the fuck. His manager, that. his agent, yes. his agent, <laughs> Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I thought you added this because you were going to be in 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 support of it. Because I know you knew coming into there's no absolute way that I was going to think that this was a good idea. I just don't understand. Like, I ain't against Jeezy having a platform to talk on. That's fine. So there is nothing that I've ever seen in Jeezy's whole career that would make me think a TV show on Fox Soul starring Jeezy J. Jenkins. Like, that's stupid. Like, <laughs> fam, go do like, I would much rather Jeezy like do the podcast with T.I. Like you and mm. T.I. would make a great podcast. Y'all niggas could do your whole social thing. I think that Jeezy is mistaken being a good conversationalist with being able to be a good like act or performer. Like it ain't a lot of niggas that can do what Joe Button do or even do what T.I. do. 
And to see, I'm still learning. Yeah, I'm still learning, but he's good at it. You could see where someone would say, hey, T.I., do this podcast, do this talk show. But Jeezy has never been interesting enough for me to be like, hey, dog, I'm going to sit down and watch this Jeezy, Jay Jenkins. Like, I'm not, I don't want to see that. Like, yeah. and, and I'm one of the biggest Jeezy fans that there is. And I'm all here, like I said, for him to have a platform, just not on Fox Soul. And I ain't even shitting on Fox Soul, but like, I, I don't want to see the corporate Jeezy. I, I don't, I'm not here for that yeah. at all. I don't think that that ties into the brand. And even if you're doing a rebranding, I don't think that this is the Jeezy that you want to present. Like, it just, it's just watered down. It's like, oh, oh, you're Jeezy. I want people to see you in this light. Like his manager did negotiate a hell of a deal for them to be able to get this signed off on. But I, I'm just not here for it. And I don't know who would be. Like, I think oh, no, people no, don't do that. Are Jeezy. Do that. I think people that are Jeezy fans, they're like, I don't want to see this. No, they're here for this. Like, maybe the new fan base that he's gotten since he got his new wife. And they're like, oh, I know him from her. Exactly. That ain't his fan base, though. I don't think so, that those people are going to support him. They're just going to want to see it crash and burn. To be fair, he may have been getting some pointers from the fiance because she's been doing this for several years. She put this together. She she linked them up for sure. Facts. That's a fact. Hey, now listen. In that instance, it don't don't fit Jeezy though. But but in that instance, you you got your gal plugging you in, getting you some business plays, getting you some checks. I gotta respect it. That's first and foremost. Like, but just. it's got one season. I, I, I guess if it. someone comes to this to me pre-packaged and I'm and I'm G's and they like, look, Fox Soul gonna do the show. You ain't gonna turn it down. I don't guess, but for the long run, it ain't good for your brand. Like he can low key act though. He can act a little bit. I don't believe that. He was in Janky Promoters. You remember him in Janky Promoters? Uh, yeah, <laughs> well, he, was, he was bad though. Like, see, nah, that movie and that movie slick funny too. <laughs> Like, okay, to take, for instance, Nori. Like, you would have never thought that Nori would have had a successful talk show. He's not good at that shit, though. But the way that he presents it, it's very good as far as people that don't, like, I know a lot of people that fuck with the drink champs don't even listen to Nori. Nori's a good personality. Jeezy don't have the personality for this. See, I have a personality. Joe Budden's got a personality. Like, these niggas, like, I just don't know what Jeezy's personality is, especially to go from Jeezy to Jay Jenkins. Like yeah. if he gradually got into it, like if he started with the T.I. Joe Budden type podcast and then he was like, okay, he got good at it. And then we got the Jay Jenkins, the, the Jay Jenkins talk soul. Okay. But nah, not right off the bat. Bro. Like you ain't putting the, you're not going from the trap to the tux right off the bat on me, bro. Like, come on. Listen, my guy Freddie Gibbs said this. <laughs> Nah, he you. saw snow on Snapchat. <laughs> or, was done. He saw snow. He knew the streets was done. The streets TikTok are officially and... done with Jeezy sitting at a coffee table with a mug across from Biden. The streets are completely over with. Period. See, that's the thing. That that is the thing, though. Like that version of the streets is absolutely dead. Like Jeezy's version of the streets and where he came from and what he knows, that's done. That's cooked, but it ain't repackaged into this. Like you're supposed to take that to, to somewhere to like real estate, anything but a talk show with this. But now, I mean, even even if you want to say like, in all seriousness, there's a bigger platform than what Nori or Joe Budden or what Ti is doing. He may want to explore that. It ain't this though. 
Mm. And it ain't this for Jeezy. Like, I ain't not, like, again, I'm going to keep saying, like, I don't mind him having a platform. It's just changing your name to Jay Jenkins and, and running with the Fox Soul platform for me. That's what's not doing it. It's, it, it's, it's giving me, I watched, real quick before we get to this topic, I watched Jeezy on Gary V's platform one time. And, you know, Gary V have the sit down interview and it'll be kind of fly on the wall. And it's, they're pretty, they used to be pretty dope videos. And Jeezy came off to me as someone who was so desperately trying to transition out of music that he would almost jump at anything. And that's what this is giving me. And like you said, it's almost as if him, he was just, he just couldn't turn it down because it's something other than rap. And I hope he's, I, I swear to you, I hope this is successful and everything. And I'm going to watch it to give it a chance so I can have a fair assessment of it. But I just, I, I don't see it being good. I have my doubts. I hope I'm wrong. And yeah, I think my biggest fear is they're going to want Jeezy to be something that he's not. They're going to want him to be Jay Jenkins. That, yeah, I don't think that Jeezy's experienced enough to, to sell Jay Jenkins yet. Like, I just don't. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that it's good. I hope that I'm pleasantly surprised by the show, but I don't think it's going <laughs> to. We're going to find out October 14th when it premieres. It'll be weekly. So y'all check out um, DJ Birthday Cali, Conversation. Jeezy, everybody getting to talk. Do you think people think that this shit, that talk shows are easy? Like the DJ Cali getting one, the Jeezy's. You think that people think that I, if I see Joe Budden do it, if I see these random niggas and no one knows and they got 10,000 followers, I know I can do this because I rap. Do you think of that course. they think that? Yeah, of course. And, and there's no way to know until you try it. So, hey, we're, we're going like to find the, out. It's almost like that period of time when everybody was a rapper. Yeah, and everybody had me. I, I said this when we first started the podcast. I wish I could pull the clip. I said the podcast would be the new mixtape, mm -hmm. and that's and the media personality is the new rapper. So it just mm -hmm. it, and people make it look easy. Joe Budden makes it look easy. He's good at it. He's a natural. So it it, it, it naturally it makes somebody else that think they can do it, and maybe they can. Like it, I, niggas, I'm not saying like that's above everybody. That's why I said I hope he does well. Maybe I'll be surprised. I just don't foresee it. That's fair. Personally, that is fair. Uh, man, let's get to this topic, man. Very interesting one. We are talking notable rollouts. This Tory Lane's Daystar album got us thinking. This was a, a very left field, very interesting promo uh, marketing that he's doing for this particular album, uh, basically selling it around a controversy. Um, so we thought that it would be dope to kind of go through history and look at some uh, notable uh, marketing and rap releases, man. It'd be kind of cool. So before we get to these other ones, let's do a quick recap, man. Tory Lanez, Daystar is, of course, his, that's his government first name for anybody that didn't know. His government know. name is Daystar? Yeah, that's wild. No way. Um, <laughs> What kind of shit oh, is that? Man, bro, I have no fucking clue. Daystar. Have you ever seen a star in the day? It's kind of like, oh, hey, it's my God, shit. man. What kind of shit is that? I don't know, but here's the thing, though. He named it that, so the timing of it was controversial coming off the Breonna Taylor verdict. Like you said, read the room. He His response to that was, that's his mom's birthday, the day that it came out on, and that's also her death day, ironically, um, which is super ironic. But And he's also donating proceeds to the Breonna Taylor Foundation or fund. 
Uh, so <laughs> I why think not that, leave that was with that. Then that was more reactionary, though. I mean, because yeah, like, seen, why not leave with that if you're if, if he wasn't thinking like, it? Oh, that's why <laughs> he read the room after he walked in and and yelled at the top of his lungs. Um, <laughs> real quick though, what did you think about Ross going back and forth with him? Because he hopped on. For those who don't know, he hopped on IG Live, threw a couple of jokes his way because he dropped the album in such quote unquote. He meaning Rick Ross. You're saying Rick Ross started this with Tory Lanez? Yeah, he was right. he was reacting to the fact that he dropped this album as like a response album in the middle of this controversy. He was reacting to that, basically saying that that was not a smart move and, and um, throwing jokes at the same time. Rick Ross should have took, I know his mama told him this, my mama told me this, your mama probably told this shit. You probably couldn't wait to tell people this when, uh, like th that was kids business. Like, you know, your mama told you to stay out of grown folk business. If I'm Rick Ross, I'm a grown person, man. I get a kid to address Tory Lanez and that whole, like, I may feel a certain way. And as an OG, when I see Tory Lanez, I may pull him to the side and tell him how I felt about it. But that that going, that, what he did was kid business. Mm. And it was funny and it was yeah. entertaining, but I'm not sure what Rick Ross was going for in doing that. Being like, funny and entertaining. That's yeah, but you pass that You the boss, man. Like, you ain't got time for that shit, man. Like, I ain't got time to play with no nigga like Tory Lanez. Man, we're in a quarantine. He got all the time I, in the world. Yeah, I got horses to raise and shit. Like, all that shit y'all say this nigga do it is a big-ass house out there. Like, I got, I got plenty. I got land to tend to, nigga. I got a motor grass, nigga. I got a lot of shit to do, man. I ain't got time to play with Tory Lanez, nigga. Get that shit out of here. But, I mean... I just don't, I never put Rick Ross, Rick Ross, it, it, he does it so effortlessly to seek it. That kind of turned me off. Like it was funny, like I said, and somebody should be addressing Tory Lanez in they the are, way that Rick been. Ross is. Like people have been, you're right, but I just don't think that it ain't Rick Ross's place to do it. I call a little homie. Like I, the most I would do is like have a nigga on IG with me calling like the little homies on MMG and be like, man, y'all get him out of here, man. And then I don't have anything else to do with it. Like, you can't even respond to me, my nigga, because I got the little homies talking to you right now. Hey, if, and I'm if, not going to go back and forth with Tory Lanez. No. If anybody knows what good music can do for a controversy, it's Rick Ross. <laughs> Let's be very clear, because he was able to weasel his way out of a controversy by dropping heat. So he knows what's going on. <laughs> if we're yeah, he keeping know what it he's doing. He know what he's doing, but I'm not going to be the nigga calling him out if I'm Rick Ross. If it's a nigga in my league, then yes. But I'm not going to play no games with Tory Lanez. He might got a bomb or something. Like, this nigga Tory Lanez can rap. Like, he might got some ether or something for Rick Ross. Now, you done got yourself in some shit for no reason, dude. Like, let's say this nigga go, this nigga ain't got, like you said, he in a quarantine. He ain't got shit to do. Everybody going in on this nigga may come out with the best diss song ever with some cold ass singing and shit again. Man, if I'm Rick Ross, I ain't got time to play with that nigga like that, man. I don't even want to chance it, nigga. Oh, and yeah, Rick Ross made great music, but Tory Lane is too young, man. You know, that's what happened. When old niggas, you, you pick that last wrong fight with the wrong young nigga, and boom, that's how it happened to you. That's what I'm not even chancing it if I'm Rick Ross. That's what Eminem did with, M with Machine yeah, Gun Kelly. MJ, exactly. Kelly like, there's no bars way that should be a match. Exactly. No way that should have been a match. But this little young nigga got all night, all his homeboys in there gassing him. Like, nah, nigga, I'm not going to play with y'all young boys. 
Man. Tory Lanez probably writing a diss song right now about Ross. The 185th take, nigga. Third <laughs> engineer in there. He done brought in four producers. Rick Ross ain't got time to play like that no more, man. I ain't like, nah. If, if you were on Tory's team and he said, bro, I'm thinking about dropping this album on my mom's birth slash death day and I'm going to answer all the critics. It's going to be a full 16, 17 track project. I'm going to let people know my side of the story in the album. Should I put it out? No. Why not? Vacation, Tori. Relax. I need to clear my name. They're killing me right now. That's cool. Record the album and everything. And after you record it, take two weeks off. We'll revisit the situation. But I don't like, you're not dropping an hour track and you're not naming it after your birth name on your mom's birth and death day, all behind, like when Breonna Taylor verdict came out, Meg still healing. She still got bandage on her foot. <laughs> nah, my nigga, like go, go to, uh, go to Barbados, go, go off, go to Cannes or whatever it is you rich people go to and chill for like two weeks. Just take two weeks off, cut the internet shit off. And just then when you come back, if you still feel the same way, then we can revisit releasing this half of it. We still ain't even putting this whole hour out. Just, let's, let's just test the water, my nigga. Do we got to put the whole hour out? Like, it would have took everything for him. Like, as an artist, he would have had to bring it all to the meeting for me on the business side of it for me to be like, okay, let's drop it. Oh, my shit. Nigga, like, you got to give me a presentation, my nigga. That's funny. Like, the whole hour? Absolutely not. What are you telling him? Yeah, nah, I told you. I'm telling him, man... It- if if he can apparently there's still an open case which I don't understand I don't understand this aspect of it. Another reason I ain't, yep yep. But what's Take the open case? Off. Look 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 look. If you're able to say what you're able to say in this album, why can't you say that in front of a camera on IG on your own terms, your own platform? Why can't you say the exact same thing on there? Why do you have to put a beat behind it and hope motherfuckers stream it, bro? Like that's what's throwing me off. So I, I would say clear your name this way on some real legitimate this is just me talking to you this is my side of the story from what i can tell you i'm not gonna sit here and give you the play by play i'm not the police like that okay cool i get it i feel you i'm not this i'm not gonna sit here and lay out shit to motherfuckers i don't know either but you can do what you can do to clear your name i did not shoot megan the stallion that's it how hard is that bro because <laughs> then, then, then the police probably are going to respond they're going to say well who did you were there they're right? already asking him that <laughs> yeah but he ain't got to respond he ain't in the same room hey, if that- you, when you when you I, I think when you release a statement and then I'm, I'm not a lawyer i have no idea but i'm i feel like once he starts to say well i didn't do it the, the, the well who did do it or well, where were you and all of this stuff that he probably can't answer without incriminating himself or somebody that he don't want to incriminate. But again, that's another reason why you let all of this shit blow over. Like releasing an album, doubling down is what makes you look bad here. Mm. Like it ain't even on top of what you did. Like, unfortunately, the way we treat as a whole black women in this country, he was able to not be in a a, a much worse situation. And I'm not- Oh yeah, you don't got that much leeway. Yeah, you ain't, like, you ain't got I, that much rope. I, I you don't have that much rope to double down and be like, well, actually, this is what happened, and she ought to be apologizing to me. Like, nigga, yeah. are you serious? Yeah, you, get the fuck out of here. You gotta approach it just a little bit. You gotta tread just a little bit lightly. Yeah. You gotta know the you gotta know the culture and know the 
know the history and know the room. You got that's why it's so important to come at it the right way. You got one time to make a first impression. Yeah, that's, that's why, why I, I say you come you out and make wait. a statement. That's why you wait. Yeah. You wait till people damn near don't care about it no more. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Speaking of those about- rollouts, we did say that, you know, Tory Lanez had us thinking about other famous rollouts, notable rollouts, notary yep. rollouts. And what was some, what, what was probably the first one that popped to your head as far as marketing campaigns for albums? Man, um, um, I immediately... Is- I immediately went back to 2007. Kanye, 50 Cent, two of the biggest rappers at the time, both had the same release date, which in hip hop is a no-no. For two Titans, two A-listers to drop on the same day, that's like, you. it's almost like you sending shots at the next person, like you're doing it purposely. But, and especially when it comes to 50 Cent and Kanye, they're like the complete opposite of a rapper they flipped it into a whole marketing campaign and doubled down on the fact that they were dropping the same day and said, let's go head to head. Let's see who sells the most. 50 is coming off 10 million sold on his first album, allegedly 10 million worldwide sold on that massacre. So he's already a super duper star. Kanye is also a super duper star. He's not selling diamond, but he's a star. So I thought the fact that 50 was like, yo, this is probably his idea. Yo, let's come together. Let's drop on the same day and let's do this whole 106 and Park campaign of me versus you. They did the cover of Rolling Stone with it. I thought that was super dope. Uh, 50 even went as far to say, if I lose, I'm retiring just to up the ante. Kanye didn't agree to that shit. Uh, Obviously, that would have been stupid. But the numbers came out and Curtis, the name of this album, did 691,000 first week. Super impressive. Graduation did 957,000 first week. Jesus Christ. Uh, 50 had the unfortunate luck to challenge Kanye on one of the firest albums in the last 20 years because that graduation is incredible and that yeah. Curtis is just some look cool. So that's unfortunate on his part. But, hey, he did 691,000 when he probably would have done half of that if it wasn't for this whole shuck. <laughs> yeah, even beyond the um, the music being better, the, the fifty way was over. Mm. Like the, it, it, when this this was Kanye graduation. Wait, wait till I get my money right. Like you know, flashing lights. Like nigga, I remember coming into this album. Like Kanye was that nigga. Like yeah, 50, 50, I think he mentioned in his book, and I was gonna ask you, but you kind of briefed over it when you were just talking. I think this was 50's idea because he knew he needed to latch on to like something to to get that final little jolt on his way out the door. And this was a good idea. Like he said, he tried to to put controversy around it with the retirement. But um, as as (laughs) as, as far as it being a head up thing, I think it was dope and that was unique in a way because they were such different artists. That was dope. Um, I think I wish that we could have gotten it more where it, it wasn't really a, a beef, it too, uh, unfortunately. And I'll touch on this later as far as uh, some marketing campaigns. But unfortunately, it wasn't. I mean, fortunately, it wasn't like a a, a violent beef. Right. Yeah, nah. On wax. This is strictly us playing as acts. And that's cool uh, that they were able to do that in hip hop because you don't get to do that a lot in hip hop, have a friendly competition. If it's competition, it's usually not friendly um, where we uh, enjoy it in hip hop. 
Now that was a super dope moment though. I remember them facing off on 106. That was cool, man. That was a big day for hip hop. Too bad that Curtis didn't live up to expectations. I actually, I don't even think I bought that album that day. I, you have I, a favorite I, song off that? that Curtis? Off Curtis? Yeah. Hell no. Nah. That album was some slaw, bro. Like it had a, it had one song that was okay. I mean, I, I, I first of all, let me not cheat. It had a song yeah, with Akon. Yeah, the song with Akon, I still kill, was cool. Um, but that the, the singles were trash. That, that song with Justin Timberlake was That's the ass. Technology disc, ain't it? That yeah. shit was some slow. It was a that was a nasty fifty cent era right there. Well, he was holding on by a thread, nigga. He would not let go. That shit was coming out it, with AO technology and shit. Now he did have. Now I will say that I get money was fire. That straight that was, to the bank was fire. That was a hail mary. And that fully, he had a song called Fully Loaded Clip. That motherfucker was what, banging. What made the I Get Money pop off? It was a vitamin water deal. Yeah. What was it like? Didn't that deal come through around that time? He came with, I ain't yeah. getting money. I, okay, yeah. That's that shit was thing. hard. That song was hard. He killed it. With that. And then yeah. he had Jay and uh, Puff, Puff on the remix. Puff yeah. murdered the remix. But yeah, that, I mean, <clears throat> as far as that campaign overall, I think 50 in that book that we talked about on here it was one of our put-ons as far as he just talked about attaching himself to Kanye West doing that and just making that whole thing marketing. I think that was genius uh, uh, in, as far as where you're rating rollouts. What was the now next That's one? a fact. What you got for the next one? For the next one, man, <sighs> the late, great the marathon continues. My guy, your guy, Nipsey Hussle. Um, the hundred dollar CD, the pay to play. This was at a time when you could get all your mixtapes for free. Right, it was right before streaming, and everybody was really on streaming. But you could still go to that Piff Live mixtapes, and you can get whatever you pretty much wanted that was hot for free. And Nipsey made the decision to drop the hundred dollar mixtape. The same $100 mixtape, yeah, you can get it on these free sites too. You can order it on my site. There's a free version, but I'm going to send you merch and, and you are making a proclamation for the independence of people like me and people or an investment per se into the music game, into my brand. Yep. And I think why this worked for Nipsey, one, he had the balls to do it. But no one else was. He got the idea out of a book that he was reading. Uh, and, and two, when you did it, it wasn't hollow in the sense of, okay, he got this $100 CD, what else is there? You hear about this headline, you go look at, then you go look at YouTube, I'm like, who is this nigga charging 100 bucks for a CD? Dope interviews on YouTube, merch out there, you start doing a little research, stories start to drop around the same time, thanks to his team, his marketing campaign, at the same time, the $100 CD come about of like building this whole brand and persona, the marathon of what Nipsey Hussle was. So when it came to that $100 disc, the people that were making that investment were very aware of what they were spending their 100 bucks on. And it wasn't just the CD, it was everything that that man stood for. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what made the, the campaign so powerful and what made it stick. Like I said, it wasn't an original idea. Uh, to hip hop it was, but right. it wasn't an original idea in the sense of marketing. But the reason that it stuck and, and, and the people bought into it so much was because of everything that came with that hundred bucks and the precision, I think, that Nipsey Hussle put into that brand of the marathon. 
Yeah, and and more importantly, the product was amazing. Mm -hmm. That mixtape is complete flames. Oh, it's a yeah. classic. Last but not least, the music was man. Bad. On top of all of that, the Crenshaw album did not disappoint. And I, first of all, the, the concept was genius. And I'm gonna come clean. If I was on his team and he thought to do this, I'd have been like, no, nah, don't do that. Because I wouldn't have gotten the vision. I, I, he, I thought it was genius that he capped it at a certain number. He said the first 1,000 CDs will be $100 hard copy. You can, um, you can get incentives like merch and also tickets to his next show. So a lot of people that copped were local in the area. It, he sold out. It was complete genius. It made news. It got picked up by outlets that may have normally not picked up a Nipsey Hustle project. It created waves. Jay-Z infamously bought 100 copies for, from Rock Nation on behalf of Rock Nation. Bro, and he got, he, as a matter of fact, I was such a big fan of this move. I didn't buy the CD, but I bought the book that he got this idea from. He named, dropped the book. It was called Contagion, Why Things Stick. And I bought that, or Contagious, excuse me, Why Things Stick. And in the book, the cheesesteak guy was selling them for $100 when everything else on the menu was regular. And he, he talked about how that became popular and how the word spread and that he figured he could duplicate that and do the same thing with an album. And he absolutely could. And it worked to a charm. He tried it again with his follow-up project, Mailbox Money. Um, he did a $1,000 mixtape and sold 100 of them. Uh, and so, like, hey, bro, like, it was genius, and that, that'll be one of my favorite notable rollouts of all time. Again, another reason why Nipsey's a legend. Facts. Facts, facts, facts. The marathon continues. I don't think that um, I don't think that that could be done again, especially since we're in streaming and you're, you're so far away from a physical copy and, and what you would even do or go get it from uh, for the $100 price tag. So uh, maybe Griselda could pull it off with some fly merch that come with it or some high price stuff like that. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if we see that happen again. So I, I think that was a dope strategy. You could do it, just not with music. It'd be easier to do it with something else, something more limited, something like a merch piece or something. You could do it with that. Or people actually slick do that now with the with the prices people charge for their merch. But that's a whole other story. Nice. Um, another one, I'm going to say this, and you're going to know exactly what it is. Hit my line, 281-330-8004. Hit Mike Jones up on the low, Mike Jones about to blow. Nigga, you want to talk about a marketing campaign? Nigga, that shit right was there. brilliant. That is, that's I'm, a good one. I'm putting my phone number out here. Y'all hit me up. And Mike Jones used to say that that was his real number. We know that's cap. But it was still a genius. <laughs> it was genius marketing <laughs> Did anybody ever, like, did he ever talk to anybody on that line? Do you know? Man, I ain't no telling. I ain't never called the shit. But it ain't no, I doubt it, though. He said people used to call that number 25,000 times a day. That's what he said. I believe it. I definitely believe that. That's Just in no that time period, man. It wasn't no IG Live. <laughs> it wasn't no Twitter or nothing. Like, you really couldn't interact with people. Him dropping his phone number was, like, a big deal. You knew the number before you knew who that nigga was. Yeah, I know and in Nashville where we were from, because, like, Mike Jones really wasn't no, it wasn't no big deal. It was he had high, a high song. He had a high record. He had, but he he was bubbling from that on a mixtape though. That was yeah. way before the the high record though. That's a fact. So yeah. like I remember when we started hearing about him, it was all fat shit right there. The phone number. Yeah, that shit was genius though. He had it on his t shirt. Yeah, it was, was again. It's not the fact that 
it's not the fact that he's banking on everybody in the world to call him. He's banking on, it's the same thing with Nipsey. He's not banking on everybody in the world to pay a hundred dollars for a free CD. They're banking on this becoming news and somebody you telling somebody about else about exactly. it. That's what they're banking on getting those impressions. They know you're not going to bat a thousand with people buying into it, but you're going to talk about it and it's going to cause waves. And when, when people talk, it gets in front of more eyes, increasing the chances of your product being sold or, or bought, I should say. So that, that's the purpose of it. And it was genius. Mike Jones killed it. He tried to reinvent it and do it again in like 2012, 2013. Nah, not lightning, not going to strike twice, though. It's a wrap for that, buddy. Yeah. I think nowadays, do artists, they get on IG Live with their fans, right? Is, is that a thing? Yeah, and and people still do the phone number thing because somebody, Ryan, I was listening to a podcast and Ryan Leslie came up with a technology to where you can put your phone number out there and it's a good way to capture email and contact information. So now I have a contact list directly of my fans. So when I put something out, I can send it straight to their phone. So the number thing is still a thing. Gary Vee does it too. A lot of people do that. A lot of celebrities say, call me. I think Justin Bieber did it on one of his albums lately. It's called my phone and you call it and it's That's a funny. answering message of him talking and, and you know, text me if you want to be, if you want to be up on, you know, when I drop this. And so it's, it's still done. It's just, he, he, the OG, Mike Jones, the OG of that shit though. Who? Who? Hit Mike Jones up on the low nigga. Cause Mike Jones about to blow. All right. And the last, well, not the last one, but Jeezy. Your man, the snowman, we talked about him earlier, CNN ran a story. It was a big deal to have the uh, the band snowman shirt. Kids couldn't wear them in certain states and schools. And even on top of that, it was the lure of Jeezy. Like what we were talking about, like there's no lure with that talk show. Like it was really not like, it's, it's kind of confusing. But when Jeezy first came out, if you can remember, it, there was this, this, like he said it himself, like he didn't even let people know that he was rapping at first. He'll drop some, go to the clubs and see how people reacted to it. And they didn't even realize that it was him. And all of that stuff adds into the t-shirt as to people were like, well, what does it stand for? Oh, it's just a snowman. Oh, it means cocaine. Like mm -hmm. to the point that it was actually a story on CNN. Yep. And Jeezy being the smart businessman that he is, he rolled with it. Like, okay, shit, if this is such a big deal in mainstream America, I'm going to make the trap love it. And the snowman shirts were everywhere. That was yep. probably one of the more legendary rollouts that we've had in hip-hop history. What say you? Yeah, it is. It's up there. And, and that, first of all, I don't want people to get confused with these dope ass rollouts that we're talking about and that we're comparing them to Tory Lanez and thinking that his no, rollout no, was no. dope. Let me be very clear. Of, of rollouts. Yeah, I, I, we're talking notable, memorable rollouts. And to be fair, he's the first nigga ever that I can think of to drop a diss album in response to a controversy, which makes it notable. So let's be clear about that. Now, Ford, back to this Jeezy, 2005, the shirt was brilliant. Um, the shirt, he doubled down with the shirt the chain he had a shirt in all the videos he had all his people with the shirt on like that's what you do when you have a hot product you double down on it and triple down on it everybody in the camp need to have that on when we roll out give me the chain with the same graphic on it let me get that so when i don't have the shirt on i'm gonna remind you of the shirt because i got the piece around my neck like you keep doing that and don't pushing it in people's face and the best thing that ever happened to that shirt was getting banned because like Thanks. you said 
it just got him more coverage and coverage gets you in front of more eyes. And now more people want the shirt, making it a hot commodity. Absolutely. The, the only issue with that is, is now it gets bootlegged. And now it's and that shirt wasn't too complicated of a shirt to recreate. <laughs> so but that way that ain't even hurting Jeezy. It actually helped him. Like, like some of the other, like you saying the shit, bootleg my shit. And that's now I'm even bigger. Now I'm in even more places. Well, that's true. Think he ain't he ain't actually getting money off that t-shirt. More and niggas no, no, bootleg this shit. Whoa, 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 no. He was no. he got money off that t-shirt. Merch, the, the overhead on merch is so high. Oh that's that's why so many people do it. I mean him specifically in that shirt. I don't think that he capitalized off that. He, it's oh, been, okay. he 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 put that out there. I wasn't speaking of like not getting money off merch, but I think he put that out there that he wished that he had jumped on it in time enough to eat off of it like he know he could have. It was ahead of his um, time. Yeah, yeah, it was way before his time. But yeah, I agree with that. And one of the, go ahead, what, was, what else were you about to say about this? No, I, I was just going to say, uh, I like that. Again, if he could go back, he probably would have capitalized off it a little better. But I, I think it, it, it was most definitely memorable. And when you think snowman, and I know he tried to clean it up and say, you know, you could be the snowman selling socks. Okay, you know, <laughs> okay. He could sure barely can, say that with a straight face. Man. Sure yeah. you can, snow. Yeah, he tried. and it, But that, that's what happens when you, and this is, this is something I think about if you're an artist listening and you're, you know, you're coming out with a product or a label or a brand that is illegal or controversial in that manner, your ceiling can only get but so high. Like you can only do so much with drug related snowman t-shirts, bro. Like they're not going to be in Walmart. They're not going to be in Macy's. Like you just can't do that. And so you, you foresee a name change for Griselda? Possibly. You never know. Like you just, you can only do but so much. And if you, if that's all you're trying to do, then cool. It ain't even with just drugs, like groups like like Slaughterhouse. There's not a lot you can do with 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 names yeah, like this. So you, you got to be careful when you are naming yourself. That that's that's all I'm saying. Look look at Gotti, Cocaine Music Group, bro. How far can you get with CMG. Cocaine Music Group, bro? CMG. That's why he had to change he it real quick. Yo, yeah, Jeezy he, was corporate thugs entertainment. CTE he had to cut yeah, that. But down. he went by CTE though. He never said the full thing though. Yeah. So that's why you hear Gotti, he say CMG, even though he changed it. It's not even Cocaine Music Group no more. It's like, I forgot what, it's, what it is now, it's but he CMG. had to change it, bro. Like, yeah. Jay-Z in the meeting with him at Rock Nation, like, bro, you can't do nothing with that shit. And so you, you just have to think about that. It's cool to get to be tapped in with the streets and stuff. That's cool. But think of something that can, that can be scaled past the street shit, though. That's all. I, I think one of the things, that, one of the rollouts in hip-hop that always and we ain't write it down right here but we left it off and it's always prevalent it's beef like beef yeah. is a consummate rollout or a part of probably every major rapper's career like you can't name a rapper and and be like well who did they have beef with and, and come up with somebody that has no one like i think almost all artists whether purposely or not purposely Pac had that famous quote that you used to talk about when he told uh big he was just doing it to sell records yeah as some of the conspiracies out there conspiracy theories out there about that pastor troy when he went after master p yep had uh, never met him never met him didn't know who he was jay versus Nas. you could argue that jay became as big as he was when he beefed with Nas. With, with, when he had the Nas beef, when Blueprint around that whole era catapulted him to being Hove, uh, yeah. 
recently as far as Meek Mill and Drake. Yep. Uh, so beef is probably one of the bigger rollout methods that hip hop has used throughout the years since its inception in the eighties. Uh, what do you think? I'm I'm glad that that's over because that ever since Fifty Cent milked it, it's been played out. I'm gonna come clean. Fifty Cent milked that for his last like four or five projects. It was like, bro, like we you don't even know these niggas. Like beef, that shit is only entertaining when it's real. When it's like these motherfuckers do not like each other. Mm. Like that's when it's entertaining. I'm gonna come clean. When it's fake or staged, like Takashi and I, bro, that don't mind want to hear that shit, bro. Like, it's People lame. Still use it though. People still, like you said, as recently as Takashi, like you wouldn't have never thought, you would have never thought if you explained to some niggas that grew up listening to and seeing hip hop in the era that we did, that an act like Takashi would work. Like True. a nigga would explain that to you in 95, 96 or whatever, and you would have been like, nah, absolutely not. That's true. There's you no can... way that niggas is gonna fall for that. There's no way that he's gonna make it through that. There's no like there would have been absolutely no way. That's true. But that comes from like you said, that comes from just bringing attention to yourself, being the loudest, being a train wreck, and people watching to watch the train wreck. So yeah. Did you have any more examples? No, I think beef was the last one. Did you have another one? No, nah, no, nah, that was it for me. I, I think I think that's a good list of some of the most notable um release strategies man y'all let us know what did we leave out what is a marketing campaign for an album release that's memorable to you uh, oh, the let blank, us know the the out of nowhere not out of nowhere joint the beyonce made Ooh, the, beyonce the, beyonce. Yeah. the beyonce drop j cole did it yeah. the out of nowhere i'm surprised more people don't do the out of nowhere well you can you got to be at a certain level yeah you gotta you gotta got really like especially if there's a lot of money invested into that album that's true Ain't nobody really gonna gamble on. There you go. If you well, know Beyonce. To be fair though, you when you drop in the middle of the night, you saving on marketing because people sharing your shit gonna market it anyway. They're gonna do the marketing for you. That's how you gotta look at it. They gotta you be got, waiting on you though. Well, like, I can't be. I don't wanna diss nobody right here, but you I can be Drake. Be, I could be Drake, absolutely, and you just drop Kendrick. out of nowhere. I could be Kendrick. I could be J. Cole, but I think the book probably stops right there. Maybe <laughs> Big Sean. You can be Kanye. You can be, be Kanye. That's true. That's it, though. It's, it's, it's quiet. Big Sean? Stop. You can't be stop. Big Sean and drop in the middle of the night. Stop. You still My boy, but stop. No. What if no. Lil Wayne drops some new music in the middle of the night? In tonight. 2020? Or tonight? Or 2008? <laughs> yeah. No, tonight. Like, what if it was future? No, man. Future can't do it. <laughs> no, nobody, not, he not moving the needle like them niggas you named. Hell no. If Future dropped tonight, it would go crazy. Bro, we he's dropped three times this year, man. <laughs> nobody cares. Like, okay. okay. Gotta pay child <laughs> support. Funny. Like, come on, That's bro. funny. Um, let's get to these wins and losses, man. Uh, let's give out some W's to uh Chance the Rapper. Got a W said he made six million off of his uh three hat this year. That's a bit that's six million W's right there. I'm gonna never told nobody how much I made off them hats. I ain't up to 45, and you don't think that he made that, bro? If well, let me put it this way: if he made six million off them hats, how much is Jay making off them paper plane hats? Because them motherfuckers is everywhere, nigga, and I've that's never true. seen a three hat in person. I've never seen one of those three hats. Now I've, I've never seen a nigga wearing a three hat in a picture. Other than Chance. <laughs> Other than like Chance, the only nigga that I've ever seen with that hat on. He bought them all himself. 
<laughs> he bought all of them himself. Nigga sent dollar. You know how they send the, the 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 shirts over there to the kids that need them when the, the championship team don't win. That nigga sent all of them. That nigga sent them overseas, He's like, bro. man, I ain't seen no, I ain't seen enough nigga in them hats, man. I ain't, I ain't biting. Not I'm once. And I fuck with Chance too, but I ain't biting. I don't. Uh, do we got another W to TDE's top dog, brand new investment with R E K T Global. Mm. They are the self-proclaimed worldwide leader in esports. All right, good look for TDE. Absolutely, man. It's gonna be a big move, I think. Uh, Top Dog keeping the the brand moving strong into the new millennia. I think that esports is supposed to be big, taking off, right? Esports is already big. And yeah. it's, it's got room to grow. I like this. It. It's a nice move. They also signed a new artist. Who do we got? Janky Y-L-S-T-E. See, that's what she was just <laughs> talking about with the names. Yeah, that's like I, I wouldn't even like if you told me there was a new TDE artist and it was a simple name when we got done doing this, I would probably look him up while I was going to play Madden or some shit like that. I'm going to forget that and forget that you mentioned it by the time that we're done recording this. <laughs> Janky Y-T-D-L-E. Like, come on. Yeah. Maybe uh, some, is it some Cali shit? Yeah. He from Cali. I think so. I don't know. Don't hold me to that. I I can't Google that name. I can't remember. It's too hard. I, I hope it ain't no game banging shit, man. Have you seen the nigga for a brief tangent? Have you seen the nigga doing the, the hat series? Yes. You need to, I was gonna say you need to watch it. That's it's good as fuck. If y'all yeah, no, that shit's good. Look up the nigga doing the LA <laughs> the hats in LA and what you can and can't wear. That shit good. That shit is good. That's funny. Um, we have an L handed out to Kamala Harris for saying. She was asked who's the best rapper alive, and her response was Tupac. Um, in case you guys didn't you know this. Think, do you think that she know, that knows that Tupac is dead? Yeah, because she cleared it up afterwards. She was like, yeah, but, but Tupac's dead. She was like, oh, he sure is. I, I mean, he was my favorite. Gosh darn it. Because she she's in the L.A. area. Dead. Oops. That's right. You said alive. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, Tupac, you know, I get it mixed up with that other guy, you know. That's an oh, L, black ladies and look gentlemen. Like. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's an L. And that's your vice president, by the way. Um, we have a bonus L to hip-hop super agent Brent Smith. Mm. Getting suspended and likely fired on his day off. Uh, <laughs> Not on his day off. Uh, he is the agent to Drake and Kendrick Lamar, who knew they had the same agent. That's Reason why. for concern if you're either one of them. Yeah, man, he got the uh, to 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 be dismissed from the biggest agency, the William Morris agency, for conduct detrimental to the team. <laughs> as far as uh, basically in there shaking it, like yeah, I would be slick concerned. I would be even more concerned uh, sharing the same agent with Drake or Kendrick if I were either one or the other. Like, I don't know Why? if that's, that ain't that ain't a conflict of interest. No, like am I? They're not getting the same deals. They're not getting the same deal. Aren't they? No. Can't they? I would say. Should they already they like, both if, got if, Nike. If Drake deal. gets a deal, like what stops Kendrick from getting on the phone and being like, why didn't I get that? They both they both got Nike deals, to be fair. That's fair. So I mean maybe yeah. Maybe that's an I think that's an interesting relationship that could be explored more. But a big L to him for that for fucking up the bag. I don't know what happened over there, who he beat up. Um but apparently he was there with the old regime and they were under new management. So he probably feel like kind of slighted, probably mm. 
throwing his nuts around and shaking it. But the interesting aspect of it, he got he got Tyler, he got a lot of big name artists. I think John Legend, you know, Damn. beast. He might he might be the reason Kendrick ain't dropped then. That's probably why they fired his ass. Hey man, get Kendrick to drop a goddamn hey, album. I can't, bro. Hey, <laughs> he's scared. Is, that's what they count down. They got a countdown clock in New York for Kendrick album. They're acting Stop. like it's the end of the world clock, but it's Kendrick's Stop. album. Ain't no way. Um, hey man, on deck of the week, real quick, we're going to Facebook. Shout out to the homie Bambino Pesci. He posted the following. Y'all should schedule a Zoom to discuss and solve a few things. Megan and Tori, is Kanye fake crazy? Is Stevie Wonder really blind? And did Jay really have 92 bricks? This is a mm. fantastic suggestion. We have not done a real real group mashup in entirely too long. Easy this, to do with the are, Zoom now too. We got the Zoom now. These are great topics. We will be discussing all of these on the mashup coming very soon. Yeah, Thank you, Bambino. We're definitely going to address those questions. We appreciate it, man. We appreciate you guys joining us as well at the On Deck TV podcast. Don't forget to go to the Patreon page and check out the new drops over there, man. We got some new stuff for y'all. Yeah, man. What you got to put me on, too? What do I have to put you on? There's a brand new album by your, your girl from Brazil, Armani Caesar, I think. Okay. Yes. Armani Caesar, right? Yeah. Her brand new album, and she dropped not this week, but last week. It's interesting to hear a female over the Griselda style. Um, it's okay. I like it. But definitely would suggest you checking it out and, and, and seeing how you feel about the female rapping over the, the alchemist slowdown dope beat. So that's an interesting listen. Well, you got to put us on. Yeah, mine is music as well. Don't let Tory Lanez distract off from the fact that Payroll dropped the album this weekend. Uh, Payroll Giovanni, Detroit's own Spirit of a Boss is the name of it. Fire. Payroll is probably one of the most consistent artists in the game, low key. Every time he drops, it's quality. This is no exception. I ain't even get to finish it all, but I'm excited and I look forward to listening to it, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of Payrolls. Wish he was on a bigger platform, but I get it. Everybody can't be ultra famous and everybody don't need to be, man. He dope. Yeah, I fuck with Payroll. I definitely fuck with Payroll. This album um, is dope. Uh, highly recommend it. Maybe we can do something with it on Patreon or something like that, but yeah, great recommendation. Great put on. Absolutely, man. Hey, again, until the next time, patreon.com slash realville. As you mentioned, we are having a major overhaul coming to the platform very soon. In the meantime, please enjoy that Outcast review. Aquimini is him and I, Aquimini. Make sure y'all check that out. And the Big Timers review. Uh, we dropped that about a week ago on there. How you Fire. love that? How you love that, man? That's the Down um, South Classic, guys. Y'all check it out. And youtube.com slash realville man road to a thousand subscribers we'll be doing giveaways and all kind of shit uh appreciate everybody for supporting the real man realvillemedia.com and we out